Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. Before we get started this week, I wanted to make one important point of clarification. Though Unconquered Sun, Unbreakable Bonds is Swallows of the South's final season, it is not the end of the production of actual play content by this particular group of people telling stories by and about diverse folks. Stay tuned here for more information on the projects to come next. We're excited to share details, and we'll be getting them out to you as soon as possible. That being said, there's not a lot else for us to cover this week. We're still joined by Rob Stith of the Orpheus Protocol, and we're super excited to get right back into it. So here we go. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Ashen Mask, Alceus, and Golden Light of the Dawn visited Seven Symphonious Chords on his own turf, responding to demands that they send a message on his account in order for the erasure of Alceus's identity. Many questions were raised. What exactly kind of a message? Could Seven Symphonious Chords be trusted? Was any of this going to be worth it? When you say you want us to send a message, I assume you don't need help with your penmanship? That would be correct, yes. So what are we looking at? I'm looking at sending a message to the group of people that have been receiving a large degree of the favour that I was promised. Sending the lovers a message vicariously, indirectly perhaps would be a better choice of words. Then again, I'm not a wordsmith. So are we, I mean, on the level of illegality here, are we talking straight up, or are we just like nabbing stuff? What's the deal? I think that I'm not, at this particular moment, going to ask you to end any lives. Oh, good. I might ask whoever that you break some bones or snip some tendons. If you don't mind my asking, what methods have you already tried, and what was their response? I have tried everything that I can to avoid direct engagement with this group to this point because of the direct relationship with the lovers. If I were to intercede directly, well, that'd be pretty obvious. Most of my associates, be they spectral or uh, mortal, are somewhat well known in town. I've sent some people to interfere with some of their building and construction efforts. However, I'm lacking in people with a certain degree of uh, physicality coupled with a certain amount of anonymity. People who I usually have sent messages are well known by the people of Xiaowei. And you said that they reneged on an agreement? Yes. Did they offer any explanation, any reasoning behind the decision to be dishonest with you? They've not answered any of my letters, if that's what you're asking. I would like to try to speak with them first. If I find them as uncooperative as you suggest they may be, then perhaps... Perhaps the methods that you suggest may become necessary, but it could be that they have a particular problem with you or your associates that leads them to not wish to listen with open minds. Don't you even want to hear who I'm asking that if your mind has changed, you uh, persuade? So who are we supposed to persuade? Just a sniveling rat that the realm left behind? Someone by the name of a rigorous Amir. The mention of House Ragara... Alcius draws in a sharp breath and doesn't let it out. Goldie kind of freezes at the mention of Ragra. This entire time, she's just been staring at the floor trying not to look at Seven Symphonious Chords and has let her eyes wander from the floor to Ashen Mask's back to the floor and kind of freezes partway in a breath at the mention of Ragra and stops looking like she's breathing. 
a realm lackey? I mean, I wouldn't have much of an issue with that, honestly. I still think that perhaps attempting to speak with the lovers may be a good course of action, but chords, I may indeed have some words to say to this Ragara in any event. Frankly, it's a question of how much you want what I'm offering. If you don't want what I have to offer, then you don't need to do anything. Please then be clear with me. Which do you desire more? The fulfillment of this bargain that you made with the lovers or the inconveniencing of this Ragara? Which is the means and which is the end? They are perhaps one and the same. I believe that Jiao Wei should be changed. I believe that some of that stats here in the Smiling Eyes District. I believe that the power possessed by the lovers is a way to effect that change. I believe that the intent of Samir and the rest of the realm who are budding like a cancer in our town are going to be problematic in making the changes I need manifest. If they get what they want, there's no way JOA is ever going to change for the better. Well, I will be glad to investigate this situation and pursue perhaps some, at least, of your ends to the best of my ability. If you find that my performance of these tasks is up to the standard that you've set, perhaps I can count on your assistance with my problem. Perhaps we'll talk. After the fact. I appreciate this audience that you've granted us. There's a lot that I need to consider, and a lot that I need to go and see with my own two eyes. Don't worry. If there's one thing Jiaowei has in abundance, it's eyes. And we cut back to the office where Harmonious Accord and Rizzo are working away with the Idol of Secrets and the other idols that they have, trying to connect them into the framework of this broader working. What does that look like for... Rizzo. So Rizzo has, each of the idols are out. She's got a couple candles burning. She's trying to make it as positive an environment, probably smudged the room before with some sage. And she has each idol next to a candle, but they're pretty far apart. They're not close together. She wants to see what she can get from each idol individually before putting them together. She also has a map out, possibly the map that they used before they left Jawei the most recent time to head north. It still might be a little charged, so she thinks it would be best to use the same tools as they worked before. Perfect. So I'm going to ask that you give me an intelligence plus occult roll at a difficulty of three. You are going to get a bonus two dice for Harmonious Accord working with you, as well as two dice for your stunt. And essentially what you're looking to do is over the next couple weeks, you're going to be making a few of these rolls and you're trying to accrue 25 total successes. So every success you get over that three counts toward you finishing the working and you'll be making that roll one time per week. I'm going to spend three peripheral to boost this roll. Perfect. Seven successes. Seven successes. So that means you are four out of 25 successes on your way there. Um, So you have started to draw out the individual traits of each of the idols and the way that they are both connected to and distinct from the other idols, but it's going to take a lot more time poking and prodding and testing their relationships between each other before you're able to really get them working together with optimum synergy. 
and Harmonious Accord has been assisting you through this process. I'm assuming this is in the upstairs portion of Quinn's, and as night is beginning to really settle in, Harmonious Accord is shutting the window, and he turns. I just wanted to make sure that none of the candles are disturbed as we do this. I think I'm just about spent for the day. I don't know if we want to leave the candles burning here or what have you. Uh, It's up to you. I'm sort of following your lead here. I'll blow them out later. I think the longer they stay lit, the stronger the working will be. Absolutely. That, That tracks. I uh, wonder how long it's going to be before they get back. I don't know, maybe a few hours? I mean, and feels like times went by really fast since we came in here. Yeah, true. Time flies when you're having fun, they say. <laughs> yeah, they do say that. And Accord reaches down and gives Qui-Gon Jinn and Juice some scritches. Oh yeah, are you having fun? Oh, who's having fun? Yeah. Oh, you're so cute. At which point the door opens as Golden Might of the Dawn, Ashen Mask, and Elseus return. How'd it go? Terrible. And Goldie rubs her shoulder and then her abdomen and her shin like she has been the whole walk as if there's something on her that she can't shake. He was super creepy and he, she just kind of shudders and looks at the floor. It was bad. bad. I mean, honestly, for a crime boss, I think he was quite personable. He didn't even really threaten to kill us at any point, so I call that a win. I mean, I guess that's good. Yeah. Yes, I was interested in what actually all five of your opinions were on this Seven Symphonious Chords fellow, and whether his take on the local government being in breach of some sort of contract with him was legitimate or some kind of angle. Obviously, I'm completely out of my depth. God knows I've seen more than one time where someone tries to make a legitimate deal with a government and then gets snubbed because who are you going to turn to? You're the criminal. So I'm not saying it's not possible. He's a bit of a slippery slope. In the past, I've wanted to trust him and he's very charismatic. And naturally, people just get burnt. That's kind of how I felt about Hearth Eternal. Uh, good thing he's not in here. <laughs> right? Huh? No, I think we're good. I think yeah. he went home. Hopefully he went home. This seemed like I didn't really want to sit around and watch us play with idols. <laughs> I think he'll catch up with us later. So the other thing we should mention is the price for helping i'll say us here Mm. not money he wants us to send a message by way of what i do best on ragara i don't i don't know what the politics are here but uh i don't like this idea on ragara one of us is still around certainly it's not prima must be one of her lackeys samir was the name that he gave Oh, that piece of shit. Okay. It's a good thing we have you here. I mean, I, it's not really probably great to use me as a judge of the value of character. I'm self-aware enough to say that. It's true. He, he was a rough and tumble kid, but he's really changed his orientation since he started taking the faith seriously. He believes in the value of philanthropic work. Ugh. Well, I mean, maybe he's not so bad to talk to if we need to, but I don't know about sending a message violently. And if we're talking about a crime boss here, chances are he's going to drag this out as long as possible. Yeah, I It's think... not going to be one simple message and then you're home free. Did you get any of this in writing while you guys were there, perhaps? Oh, no. Well, he wouldn't do anything in writing anyway. You wouldn't want a paper trail for something like this. Ah, uh, that is true. Well, honestly, I think you need to have a plan B for obtaining your 
or I guess disintegrating of your identity. Because if we do this or we somehow close this deal, like said, we need to make sure that he's not going to keep asking us for more things because he's got something that we want. Well, um, not to sound too arrogant or anything like that, but I could strongly dissuade him from that sort of extortion against me if I needed to. That's the plan B I was talking about. Wait, Seven Symphonies Chords, do you think that you could dissuade him of that sort of pressure? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. You don't think it's a good idea? I think that, unless our friend here has a robust skill set, that it's probably going to be pretty hard to ensure that his face doesn't end up like Godwin's hand did. I don't really know his skills, but if he wants to vouch for that, this is for him. Of course, the other problem is he has an entire group of criminals. Even if you cut him down, there is all of his lieutenants and underlings that are going to yeah. want to fill a power vacuum. Oh, this is a nightmare. Why him? He's so difficult. Yeah, crime families are. They're kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I, I forgot that you you dabbled. <laughs> Though in my experience, they tend to crop up where the legitimate system fails people and fails enough people to give them power. Oh, you're damn right about that one. So I do think that perhaps the first step is to speak with the lovers if we can get an audience with them and see if there's any truth to this claim of their malfeasance. I, I do just want to clarify. I, I think that's probably a good idea. Talk to the lovers. Yeah. Um, Rizzo, you somewhat I, know them. Yeah, I know. This man wields um, a weapon that's literally made out of vibrating, screaming ghosts. Yeah. You think that you can handle vibrating, screaming ghosts. That's not a, a problem. Alcius looks like he doesn't know exactly what to say, but he's obviously completely not afraid at all. Well, you're either very stupid or very strong. That doesn't preclude both, to be frank with you. Ashen Mask almost starts to motion towards Goldie upon hearing that, puts his hand down. Alcius shoots uh, Ashen Mask the finger crossbows. <laughs> all right, so I'll talk to the lovers. That sounds good to me. I don't probably think that they want to see my face. No. Uh, um, yeah, I second that. I guess I should say for everyone in the room, if you're dealing with the lovers, you might want to keep me out. I might be able to exert some pressure on the realm. I've got something of um, a reputation with them. And Harmonious Accord just gives this wide-eyed, crazy smile. However, with the lovers, that's not going to be seen as authority. I might have killed all of their friends. Well, yeah. okay. Did a real number on this whole city, to be honest. Well, Whole city, all of Jaway. But specifically, it was my job to kill the pirates. I did that more or less single-handedly. I burned their fleet. I mean, I, I don't want to be impressed by that. Your no. initial thought is you are. Yeah, but also, mm, that's uh, that's not that's not great. So yeah, I, I should sit this one out. I would reckon. I haven't known any of you for long, but I've noticed that you're not fools. So your acceptance of Accord here, despite these circumstances, I assume that he has turned over a new leaf. Correct. I Good try. To know. No guarantees. And Accord is just holding that wild-eyed, crazy smile. Yes, I'd like to speak with the lovers, but almost regardless of what they have to say, the presence of Aragara here is disturbing to me. Yep. The Marrow Kingdom had extensive diplomatic relations with the realm, and I know their works. Me too. Well, I can get us into this conversation with them. All right. Well, that sounds like a place to start. Do you want to go visit them tonight? 
Yeah, I mean, there's not much more we can do here. We've got to wait a little bit. Um, I'll just blow the candles out before we go. Cool. Just uh, so we don't come back to a... I mean, we are in the forest. Yeah. No matter how moist it is out here, it's not moist enough. Yeah, someone once told me the world was going to roll me. And, frankly, you've got to be cool about fire safety. Sometimes I've been told I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Is it wise to interrupt lovers at night, though? Because, and Goldie kind of looks at Ashen Mask and her face turns red, and she makes the mistake of looking at Harmonious Accord and her face turns redder, and she just looks at her feet and can't. Look, 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 look. I did my reading when we came to Jaway. The lovers are lovers ostensibly. However, the wet of office tends to put a lot of strain on relationships, and they're not necessarily expected to be loving all the time. It's more of a question of popularity. It's solidarity and public opinion, not necessarily how uh, much chemistry they're generating between each other, how much heat, you know? Okay. Also, I mean, we don't need to go there late at night. I mean, just after dinner, unless they have, you know, wiped everything off of the table and no. just really... <laughs> I also don't think it'll be an issue if we knock first. Uh, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I oh, we're doing that. Oh, okay. They've got always a- polite. There was knocking b- before. <laughs> Quite a large uh, building that they live in, yeah. Well, if that building's a knocking... Don't, Don't come, come a rocket. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> As you move across Jaway from the Smiling Ice District toward the Conclave of Amers, and night deepens, it becomes apparent that the Smiling Ice District... Rizzo certainly notices as she's from here and it's everyone else's first time in the city. But there's a lot of ghostly activity in this district now. They are moving about, trading goods, nothing directly violent or oppressive, but chills roll down your personages as they pass by. Some of them appear to have died quite horrifically. And as you get Closer to the Conclave of Amers, eventually, there's no more ghosts. The Conclave of Amers is a very large building with a beveled dome top at the center of the city, standing across from what used to be the Temple to Shu and Kasaga, but what is now, after some time, a walled-off and cleaned ground zero for the explosion that leveled it. You approach the Conclave, speak with the hosts, and it is not long before you are brought to the meeting room where you had many of your conferences with Godwin and Forlorn Aria. Underneath the dome, there is the light from the night trickling down. A hub of wood spider's webs sits above the fixture, and there is a large carved wooden table at the center of this room where most meetings take place. Forlorn Arya and Lakshu, the lovers of Zhao Wei, are not immediately present. You've been walked in here after a certain point, having been traded to an advisor by the name of Tikal. She has dark, tanned skin, intense gold eyes, and a network of red, black, and yellow tattoos that run down her body. Her hair is long and curly, but undercut on the sides. She wears a lot of jewelry, which is inscribed with patterns similar to those of her tattoos, and she wears now a rather formal jacket. Welcome to the meeting room. This is where you will be having your conference with Forlorn Aria and Lokshu. Before we get 
started, I am going to need to go fetch them. And Rizzo, it's been a while since I've seen you. It is uh, lovely to be here uh, speaking with you again. I would like to know the nature of your request for speaking with them. So I trust you and would allow you to speak with them under any circumstance. Arya still is not particularly happy with the idea of affiliating with those people who had anything to do with, well, Godwin. Hey, uh, it's good to see you too. That I'd say that first. But I understand. I know that her and Godwin went through some tough times, but I'm sure that she... He was abusive to my friend, yes. I, I'm sure she'll she'll be okay with it. I mean, he's not with us, at least. So, yeah, that's good. Um, but we're here to talk to them because um, we actually just needed to say hi and um, see if we can, you know... I could show these guys around because they're new to Jaway. In the middle of the night? Yeah, I mean, we just got back, so, you know. That is an interesting choice in time to visit us. Could I get all of your names? I, I Again, I am Tikal, and she extends her hand toward Ashen Mask. Ashen Mask. Lovely to meet you, Ashen Mask. Of course, the pleasure's all mine. To Golden Might of the Dawn. Goldie glares at Ashen Mask when he says the pleasure is all mine and shakes to Call's hand. Golden Might of the Dawn. And she like looks at Ashen Mask like, don't mess this up for me. I'm so going to ask her outright. <laughs> yeah, Ashen Mask just gives a little <laughs> wink. Absolutely charmed. Very charmed. So charmed. <laughs> oh, you are cute. Uh, <laughs> Your laugh is amazing. And then she turns to Alceus. Well, after that, I'm just Alcius. Nice to meet you, Alcius. Your accent sounds somewhat familiar. Oh? I can't seem to place it, though. Your accent sounds amazing, though. It's much more interesting than his. Thank you. I grew up in the West. I would love to hear more about that. And Goldemite kind of like looks fashion <laughs> mask like, how do I continue this? Are you here to tour the city and speak with the lawyers or make small talk? No offense to you. I would not want to keep you all waiting, however. I'm here to talk to the lovers and Goldie's face falls. But if you happen to be free later on, I think you of all people would be a wonderful person to help show them around. Maybe we could take them to our famous chickpea toss. Oh. I think that's coming around this time of year. Yes, preparations are actually underway. It's going would to be, be a nice custom to get them used to. Nothing says jaw away like a chickpea toss. Yeah, the spirits of the people in town could use it, you know, after everything that they've been through this year. Yeah. Are there dates for the uh, chickpea toss? I think she'd like one. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, we have not yet established. We are trying to determine whether Mars Day or Venus Day is going to be best. What you're sure about this, Rizzo? And she is going to make a read intentions action. What's your guile score? Rizzo is going to use six motes to um, enact Sparius Presence, which makes her guile seven. Hey, that's pretty good. She rolled five. Your guile score was four before. Four originally. So good move, because she would have caught you in your dirty lies. All right. Hooray for lying. I will go fetch them. I will be back soon, and I look forward to seeing how things play out and learning more about you. Perhaps as the Chickpea Festival comes closer, we will have some more time to interact. And she steps out to go fetch Forlorn Arya and Lakshu. When I asked about the dates, she thought that I meant what day is the festival, not if she wants to be my date. How do you do this? Calm. Calm. You'll, you'll get don't rush chance. into it. You'll get another chance, I'm sure. I just, I don't, I don't, like I... Ah. 
and the door opens again, and Tikal moves aside as two figures enter. Forlorn Arya has short-cropped, messy hair, intense brown eyes, and olive-colored skin. She usually is wearing long gloves, a vest, loose-fitting pants, the type of which seafarers or those who work on boats would wear, and a large bandolier of throwing knives. This evening, however, she wears neither the gloves nor the bandolier, and she wears a large ornamental sash at her waist. She is muscular and, though somewhat short, she projects a powerful presence. Scars lace her arms and face. Lakshu is somewhat shorter than Forlorn Arya. She, where Arya is muscular, is directly stocky. She presents a sense of stability with every step she takes. She has dark skin and piercing eyes, a crooked, narrow nose, and she has slung at her hip alongside a sash which matches that of Forlorn Arya's, a chopping sword, which is almost as large as she is. Well, Rizzo, it's good to see you. Yeah, I'm glad that we actually got to see each other again. It's nice, but I do have to question why you're dropping in so late with such a menagerie of guests. No Ariston, no Godwin. No, uh... Godwin actually went to go find his sister. He had... I'd really rather you talk about him as little as possible. Sure. He just uh, heard she was alive, so he went to go find her. And uh, Ariston actually um, was murdered. Ooh. Alcea sets his jaw. So, what brings you here? Well, what... Um, I'm Forlorn Arya, by the way. And I'm Lakshu. Pleasure to meet you. I'm Ashen Mask. I'm Rizzo. Golden Might of the Dawn. Alcea's. It's nice to meet you all. Nice to to meet you. Come sit at the table if you would like. She motions to the table, walking over herself. Rizzo sits down and follows. Qui-Gon just sits at her feet. My friends here, actually, they're in a bit of a bind, and they've talked to Seven Symphonious Chords, and, well, Alceus here is trying to get rid of his identity. And I thought it best, perhaps, to speak with you first before making any kind of arrangements with this person, who I understand you have a bit of a contentious relationship with. That is a word for it. He said that you guys agreed to something with him and you haven't held up your end of the bargain. And we were wondering how true that may or may not be in the circumstances. Please understand I've looked for someone who could help me disappear for a long time and one name is the one that keeps coming up. Godwin made an agreement under false pretenses and presented his support to us without directly informing us that this meant that we were beholden seven symphonious chords. Yes, an agreement was made, but it was done so by proxy. I think to him it still holds up. He's going to take it to the grave. We've received the letters. We know how he feels. You are representatives of the same institution that made this contract with him, yes? We, myself and Godwin, were together at the time, and we were hoping to establish a continuing bid for the position of lovers in the city. It was in the interest of that that he sought that arrangement, even if it shifted to a mutual support of myself and Lakshu down the line. What is it that he wanted, then, if you find it so distasteful to give it to him? He is a crime lord who makes the Smiling Ice District a nightmare for the hardworking people who live there. He wants freedom 
to do as he would please in the district, to reign over it with no oversight. That's unacceptable. He wants to expand his influence beyond the district into the rest of Zhao Wei. We can't let that happen. You understand that, right? Lakshu chimes in. What are you doing to stop him? We keep a close watch with investigators on deals that might expand beyond the realm of the city, and we do what we can with guards, people, and investigators to break up any holds that he has in terms of organized gambling, thieving, rackets, all that sort of thing. We aren't yet able to pin anything directly on him, but we're trying to chip away at the periphery so that nobody else gets hurt. And Lakshu vacantly seems to look into the distance. I haven't been here long, but you say that he makes the Smiling Eyes District a nightmare for the people who live there, but what I saw there was poverty. Well, there's that too. Does he somehow contribute to that situation? Is there people like him gain their power by the rage and depression of the poor? Do the poor stealing from the poor contribute to a cycle of poverty? I'd say probably. They steal from people who live in the city and are trying to make their way. They ensure that people who are seeking to relieve themselves of some of their stresses, perhaps by gambling, are stuck in chains of debt that they can't escape. They murder young people because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and asked the wrong question. It's a vicious cycle. If there's no way that you are going to... Fulfill this thing that Godwin had promised to Seven Symphonious Chords. Is there any way that you could actually help our friend out in getting rid of his identity? It depends on the nature of the exact problem. If you've come to Zhao Wei from elsewhere, we're pretty far out. That's as good as a lot of folks get. I was tracked by magic, and I was much further from the middle of everything than I am now. To call starts from the edge of the room near the door. What nature of magic are you speaking of? I am their sorceress advisor. I can perhaps speak on this. A woman who can become some sort of machine and is filled with strange arachnids. This sounds like nothing I have ever heard of before. I, I do not know. I do not think that I could undo this sort of detection. We are perhaps trying to find a way to make him disappear or seem as though he's dead so they'll stop looking. And Seven Symphonious Chords has said that he would be able to do it. And even though this seems like it doesn't really involve you, this person that's actually tracking him is trying to unite all of the idols and they're going to come here. If he stays, sure. Well, the thing is, is I've also worked with them in the past too. I'm not quite far enough on their list. I'm not really as important as others, kind of like I'll say is, but I've got something that they want and eventually they'll get it if they know. And I'm sure they already know that I have it. Unfortunately, my limitations are my limitations. I have no means to engage with this method for I have never heard of it. I do not even know where to start. I cannot scrub someone from the skins of fate. Unfortunately, perhaps Seven Symphonies Chords is your best bet. He does commune with the dead. However, we cannot accede to his demands. That is not my place to speak. I apologize, Ahia Lakshu. You are fine, Tikal. You speak the truth. We can't agree to what he wants. He is undermining everything that Jiao Wei stands for. He wants to turn this into some sort of horrendous wasteland. 
I know. But is there any way that you can make it seem like you're giving him what he wants, but really you're not? You know, sometimes you just give someone a beer or alcohol and then they're like, oh, you know, this is so good. But really, it's just like half filled with water. Godwin was fond of that game. I mean, he didn't know it. Arya has promised not to engage in the same underhanded tactics at my behest. Even if it meant for the good of Jawway? If you think that stringing along a demonically powerful crime boss with a notoriously bad temper is a good idea, then I don't know where your head's at, Rizzo. I don't know where you've been. I don't think it's a good idea, but I think it's a better idea than letting something happen that's going to end Jawway altogether. These people want to kill the sun god. I don't understand the difference between motioning toward making good on on this agreement and then pulling back or stopping him in his tracks and condemning Jawe to death anyway. Either he makes progress pulling this city into the underworld, or he learns that we're blocking him, and <laughs> best case scenario, he takes it out on the people who are there to stop him. Worst case scenario, what happened to the Temple of Shu and Kasaga happens to the Conclave of Amers. And I think we both know that either way, Seven Symphonious Chords is going to make a move. And what you guys are doing now isn't going to be the best option forever. If I'm going to do this, what do you suggest I do? How do I string him along? Say that you'll meet his demands and just be like, nah, not anymore. If I may, when it comes to this, I've had some experience with people like him. Set up a meeting. He'll want to be shown proper deference if you set up a meeting such that it seems like you are showing him that he is important enough that he is on a station the same as you that'll feed into his ego i'm sure he'll love that if we come back saying that we've been able to accomplish this meeting we might be able to get what we need out of him before any mm. further agreements are done and if it turns out that he is the monster that everyone makes him out to be. I don't mind being a monster slayer. I think that that's a good idea. And maybe what if we said that we needed Alceus's identity gone sooner because of a bigger urgence? He still thinks he's on the track to getting what he wants, but we up the time. That way you are not involved for a longer amount of time. The meeting would be a show of good faith, essentially, on our part and yours for a contract to be made. But you don't have to follow through and should not be following through with anything. This is just a meeting to hear him out. We up when we need what we need from him at a sooner date. It's going to be hard, but I think because he thinks he's going to get what he wants, it'll be fine. Even Godwin was scared of his social prowess. He made Godwin do things that Godwin didn't want to. And for as much of a coward as Godwin was, you could not deny that when he wanted to, he could be very convincing. H how do we stay safe? You're the rulers of the city. You're not ever going to be safe. That's what leadership is. <sighs> You have a responsibility to every single person who lives here. Yeah, and that responsibility means that I can't walk into a room with a man who has the ability to freeze me terrified in place and fill my mind with agreements that I don't intend or that I wouldn't intend in my sane moments to follow through with. What if we could guarantee he would not bring those sorts of abilities to bear? That you, might be I assume helpful. know something about my companions here. 
They are quite formidable. I know Rizzo. Seven Symphonious Chords doesn't necessarily know I am involved with this. We could have a few of us just hidden so he doesn't know that he's being locked in on in case he does something fishy. So go ahead and give me a charisma plus presence roll at a difficulty seven because she's bolstering her resolve with a defining intimacy. Okay. Because maybe, just maybe, she's very scared of this man. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give you... A one dot stunt, so plus two dice for this conversation. And I'm going to spend six personal motes to juice this up. Perfect. Roll it out. Six successes. I will tell you what. You hiding would be helpful if it turned into a violent conflict. I'm not looking for a violent conflict. If you come back and he agrees not to play any of his magic tricks, and he agrees that if we give him any concessions... He needs to guarantee that nothing happens to any, I repeat, any of the Imperial refugees. I know he has a thing against them, and we will not abide that. They renounced their ties to the realm. They're legitimate citizens of Zhao Wei. We will not put them in harm's way. Then why hasn't anyone rebuilt that temple outside? The refugees have made it clear as a pillar of their philanthropic restorative work that it is conditional upon the temple not being rebuilt i agree i think that the refugees should be protected and i think that these are reasonable demands to ask for him and i believe given the circumstance he would meet them well if you can bring me documentation that bears that to be true then we'll follow with the meeting i'm not putting myself at risk until i have some form of agreement Seven Symphonious to get this in writing for you. Or we'll go about it another way. Yes. Was that a threat? No. No. No, literally we'll the opposite. try and do something else that doesn't involve you, you and a, the Seven Symphonious chords. Okay. Now that we're clear on that, thank you for this meeting. If you finish that, get in contact with us. We'll arrange a meeting and hopefully we can be of some help. I certainly hope you can. Yes. Thank you, and thank you for your time. I know it doesn't seem like a lot right now, but to be honest, this is going to have a giant trickle effect, and I think if we didn't do anything now, it's just going to build up. Maybe, hopefully, you won't see it. You folks do have a talent for making everything seem like a pressing existential threat. I admire that about you. Now, Lokshu, that's perhaps a bit... Never mind. I I will see... It's on the nose. ...you out. And to call leads you down the hallways. I apologize for how Pusk and Rude they well. It's difficult for them speaking with you after everything that has happened. Well, I understand that fear is quite a motivator in what's going on with them, so... And Godwin is a dick, so... So I've heard. Yeah. Me too. Multiple times been here very short time, and yet that seems abundantly clear by this point. He's burnt as many bridges as possible, to be quite honest. I think he's got about two left. But uh, I'd love to build a bridge, and Goldie kind of like looks into call if, you know, you are up for building bridges. I wouldn't mind trying. I tend to be free during the weekends and often in the evening, but sometimes you're closing up. Your operation for the day, and suddenly there are visitors who are demanding to see the lovers. So sorry we made you work late. I could make it up to you this weekend. Yes, I was angling at that, perhaps. Cool. When you come back after your meeting with Seven Symphonious Chords, perhaps we can set a place. I look forward to it. 
and the door of the Conclave of Amherst opens to the cold night air. That was a doozy. I got a date! Alcius gives Goldie a playful punch on the upper shoulder. Rizzo gives her a high five. <laughs> Ashen Mask puts a hand on her shoulder. Good job, kid. Golden Penny the Dawn gives him a playful punch, but unlike Alcius, she's still not quite there with adjusting her strength. Ow. I got a date! A date! Someone said yes! Now, won't you join us for lunch at Madame Fay's? It's been a while since I've had the opportunity to eat here in Madame Face. It's lovely to sit down with you, Rizzo, as well as uh, the rest of our colorful uh, acquaintances. It's really nice to have you here with us. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love everyone who's here. Uh, You're all my best friends. Uh, yikes. I feel a lot of sarcasm coming from that. That and it makes me feel bad. That or uh, he pre-partied without me. It's entirely possible that I may be a little partied. It's because they don't serve alcohol here. Yes. Fucking Godwin, he's the worst. Godwin, you keep talking about this person. You don't want to know. He's the worst. He is! He I is! I never even met him, and he's the worst. He is the reason that they are no longer serving alcoholic beverages in this establishment, ostensibly. And that's he's really also all you need to know. the reason that Ariston currently has the single largest bar tab in the history of Jaway. I wonder if that means that I have that bar tab now. Yeah, just don't mention your full name. Oh, are you next of kin? Uh, uh, yes. Y- y- mm-hmm. You are not going to like debtor's prison. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. Don't worry, I'll get you out. I do appreciate that. Um, But I do have to ask you, you... You said that you pre-partied. That means that you knew that this place didn't serve alcohol and you were knowingly holding out on me. Yes! So you owe me. If I get myself in debtor's prison, you are, in fact, under obligation of honor to break me out. Sure. I love breaking people out of prison. It's what what we call a win-win. Yeah, it's great. Everyone's going to be real happy about it. Well, presumably not the people who are in charge of running the prison. I mean, it's a tough business. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm sure this is going to be real sad for them, but you know what? Shh, shh, fuck up. No, you're right, shh. it's okay. I personally believe strongly in the idea of uh, prison abolition, so, yeah, you know, if you get into prison, do your best to have your buddy break you out, and as far as I'm concerned, you've made no moral transgressions. Yeah, this guy is my new best friend. That's just mean. I could be your best friend, Rizzo. Aw, thank you. I just don't like the feeling of being replaced. <laughs> it's okay. You're also my best friend. You can't have everyone as your best friend. Actually, this is a common sort of um, etymological argument that sometimes occurs. I've arbitrated this several times. Essentially, there are two potential readings of the phrase best friend. One, which phrases it expressly as a singular superlative, which means that there in fact can only be one. However, there is another which views it as a categorical denomination, meaning that it is a class of friend and multiple people might potentially be one person's best friends. Rizzo, you're my new best friend. Ariston was always horny for nerds. (laughs) So, uh, that, that means a lot. How close is, uh, any place that does serve alcohol? Because I need one after that lecture. I thought it was interesting. 
Oh, I'm, it I'm sure you did. <laughs> I would say that a lot of people commonly use it as a class. They just mean a closer friend, group of closer friends, rather than acquaintances. Right. Uh, it, like if you were to draw a series of concentric circles at the center would be best friend. And then the circle outside of that would be friend. And then the circle outside of that would be perhaps acquaintance. And then the circle outside of that would perhaps be casual acquaintance. And what about the circle what about outside friends, of that? Good friends and friendly acquaintances. What about, and work friends. What about well, I was going to put work friends. What do you do? Where do you put someone where you just, um, y'all hang out every once in a while, but just to like make out and stuff? Yeah, what about, oh, your, well, that's what about a friend your side with piece? benefits? Yeah, but what if does the that benefits go? aren't very good? Are they in a different circle? They might be in a different circle. I think that probably in this economy, you should really uh, consider the benefits when you're seeking friends because health insurance is very difficult and hard to pay. And so I should fuck my way into a health plan, is what you were saying. All right, you're back in the best friend group. There's a reason they call it a. PPO, if you know what I mean. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't, no. Um, no HMO. Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or ask Quinn any questions, feel free to contact us at our email at swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. We can also be found on Twitter at Swallows of South and on Facebook and Tumblr at Swallows of the South. Our theme song is new by Elvis Herod. If you'd like to help the show out, feel free to leave us a five-star rating or review on iTunes, or check our Patreon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next Tuesday.